Welcome to the Naturally Stupid Podcast with AJ and Sam. Yeah. Welcome back to the Naturally Stupid Podcast. Holy shit. (laughs) What? (laughs) So, like, the topic of this episode is going to be the history of horror is gay. But let let me just... We need to discuss what the fuck type shit we were talking about before we hit record. <laughs> I love it. It's... it. None of them go together. But we just no fucking talked about it. And we should have been recording because, like, it was just so natural and perfect. So hopefully, like, <laughs> we can recreate the chaos. But... Oh, no. What should we even start with? We made a list because all of them were just... We should oof. just go down the list. Okay. So the first one, first topic we were talking about is my grad party, which is this Saturday. No, you, whoever listens, you're not invited. I'm not saying my address. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. So yeah, my grad party, it's going to be stressful. But then I was texting... Obviously, I'm going to pick up Amy. And if you guys have listened to the podcast, you know that Amy is someone that I'm talking to right now. And if Amy, you're listening, what's up, girl? <laughs> what's up, girl? Anyway. <laughs> I hope she listens so she can be like, you're literally a loser. <laughs> no. Anyway, it's okay, Amy. Whatever. <laughs> but I was texting this girl, Bree, who was, who was in my class. Uh, or we, like, the class of 2021 with me. <laughs> What were we discussing? What were we talking about? Oh, I had to pick them both up. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I have to pick up two girls, which I have no problem with. Like, that's that's <laughs> awesome, because Bree's my best friend and Amy, you know, mm-hmm. Amy's Amy. <laughs> Go ahead and say what you said. <laughs> well, you have to think about it, because you were like, I have to pick up the girl I'm talking to, but then I also have to pick up the girl that rejected me in a Wendy's driver. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was so funny. I laughed so hard because you have a point. Like, I have to pick up the girl I'm talking to and someone that I poured my heart to and rejected me while we were ordering Wendy's. (laughs) At like, what, 11 o'clock at night? Yep. (laughs) Love that for me. And she was obviously, they're both like, oh my god, I'll give you gas money. But me being the top lesbian I am, I will not take your money. (laughs) Either of your monies. Because it's not like they're in Columbus. Yeah. And yes, we discussed earlier in the episodes that we're not going to disclose our location. We live in but fuck nowhere, Ohio. Okay? Good luck. There's Good fucking luck. It's so funny, though. Because we're like, we're not going to say the state. But, like, obviously we're going to mention Pride. And how we're going to Columbus Pride. Possibly. Who the oh fuck's gonna come to Ohio? Who, <laughs> who wants to fucking stalk Ohio people? Oh, losers. We gave them nothing. We gave people the Paul brothers. We should apologize to the United States for that shit. The amount of Ohio slander that I see online. It's so funny, though. Because most of it is what is so relatable. Because we talk about it. There was one. I forget what it was. It was... Oh, fuck. It was like, oh... If anyone in Ohio asks me to go to Walmart again, 
or something like that. Because there's nothing else to do besides wander in a Walmart. Every time we message each other, we're like, what do you want to go do? Walmart? I don't know. What do you want to do? And we end up going to Walmart. Or Myers if we're feeling frisky. <laughs> if it's a special day, maybe we'll go to a five below. <laughs> yeah. Although five and below is where we're at. Like, that's our... That's our store right there. But, God, we have, like, nothing else here. <laughs> nothing else. I mean, maybe axe throwing, which was recently put in. But even then, it's like... Uh, wah. Wah. And if we get bored enough, we go to the gym. <laughs> yeah. And then pulp. Yeah. Oh, pulp is so good. Smoothie. Smoothie. Okay. Moving on. Oh, my God. So... The next thing, okay. The next, <laughs> I thought someone was knocking at the door. Quite on set. <laughs> so the next thing that's on the list is platinum star lesbian. <laughs> I was so not upset. I, I'm not gonna say I was upset, but I'm upset <laughs> because there's no real good definition of what a, a platinum star lesbian is. But there's a platinum star gay, which is, uh. A gay man who was born via C-section and still hasn't yet been with a woman or touched a vagina. So hear me out. A platinum star lesbian. <laughs> it's It honestly works though. So actually hear me out. A platinum star lesbian is a lesbian. Oh, what did I say? Now I'm like blanking because I'm like laughing so hard. <laughs> it was, oh, if you were conceived by insemination. Mm-hmm. which is like you know sperm just goes in without the penis it works yeah but the way you said it before oh yeah 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 <laughs> she was like cause you don't have to go whoop out the <laughs> cause it, it works though because like gay men they don't go <laughs> out the vagina when they when they are birthed but you know it wouldn't affect a lesbian via if they're c-section or at the vagina. <laughs> you know? As long as the penis doesn't help conceive, then it still works that they're a platinum star lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. It works. It does. Because that'll work for, like, any couples. Like, although it'll be more for, like, infertile or, like, same-sex couples. Yeah. But still, it works. It works. It do be working. Stop. So, go... Blast this on Urban Dictionary. This is a new definition. And tag us if you agree. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> but damn. Because like the previous definition was like. I think it was a, a lesbian who has never kissed a dude. And I'm like. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but that's a. That would be a gold star gay. A, a gay man who's never kissed a girl or touched a vagina. But was like born. <laughs> at the vagina. So we gotta make it fair. Like, here we go, lesbians. You know? If anyone knows where that's from. Here we go, lesbians. Here we go, lesbians. Okay, the next one. You brought this up because it... <laughs> it's so funny. This one. Oh. <laughs> we were going through, like, different prides that we might want to go to. Because we didn't even get to last year because COVID said, go fuck yourself. Yeah. So we want to go to a few prides. And I saw one... In Akron. And I was like, okay. And then I saw that it was on church ground. <laughs> and of course, me being the chaotic gay I am, 
I tried to say. Well, it'd be different if the church was gay okay. <laughs> instead of like pro LGBT. Yeah, instead of pro LGBT, my dumb ass goes, Well, are they are they gay okay? <laughs> so we better start saying that. Are they gay okay? We're not gonna ask you if you're homophobic. We're gonna ask you if you, are you gay okay? <laughs> are you an ally? Fuck that. Are you gay okay? <laughs> I love that shit. And of course, it just came out so naturally. And it took me a second to realize that it was wrong. Because I was like, gay, okay? Mm, that's not right. That's not right. That's not what it's supposed to be. Oh, geez. Oh, my God. The next one. So, if you... You can probably already tell. There's, like, a bunch of creaking. And that's the new chairs. Well, not new chairs. I've had these. They're, like, two director's chairs that my parents got from an auction. And I was like, hey... Let's fucking use these. Because, like we said earlier, I'm setting up for the graduation party. And it was, like, you know, one of those foldable chairs. Mm-hmm. And they just took one from my room. Because apparently they just needed that one. Apparently they they just they just needed that one. <laughs> out of all the ones we had. And so I was like, shit. I gotta find another chair. And I was gonna use the blue chair. But that would have put you too low. Yeah. Although it would have been a fucking vibe. And so, the director's chairs, our knees would be above the table. Which, like, I mean, they're not that far off right now, but... They're, like, almost level with it. But it's way better than what it could have been. With, like, her 50 feet above me and and me in the spinny chair. (laughs) And so, uh, my mom does crafts. And she, like, paints bricks. She's a crafty biatch, but we love her (laughs) anyway. We love her anyway, and... So I was looking around the basement and I was like, why can't I find any bricks? So I found them and like buried into the corner and I put them under the ta- table legs. And now we're just vibing. <laughs> but it looks so shit. We should take a picture for the Instagram. Okay, I'll take a picture right now for the Instagram. But yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is, I was doing it when Sam was arriving here. So just... Tell me what you were thinking when you walked in and what I was doing. I can't even explain my thought process. <laughs> I just saw, like, a pile of bricks and her pulling one out of the four bricks that she already had under the table out. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> what are we doing? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, go. I was like, well, fuck, are you going to help? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I did. She was like, flip that up. We're going to shimmy the table on. <laughs> We're going to hope this fucking works. And it did. And, like, of course, the way I tested it was I smacked the table and it didn't fall off. So I'm like, fuck it, it works. But I think this is a vibe. Yeah. Besides, like, that. But we're a vibe. We're always a vibe. Gosh, what's the next thing on the list? We need to move on. Gosh. Gold gay man jock straps. <laughs> so the way I wrote that down was the gold gay man jock straps question mark. So we were talking about pride, obviously. And of course, the first thing I see on the website is just a bunch of men shirtless. I can assume they're gay because it was the pride website. And just one of them on the end was just painted fucking gold. <laughs> and the first concern Sam has was, 
<laughs> like what's gonna get gold pain up his ass yeah i was like that might be painful because like if you're completely painted with just a jock strap on yeah so like he's open <laughs> like that's gotta get somewhere and it's gotta be uncomfortable and then she goes well damn it'd be even worse for a girl <laughs> yeah she'd be all gold coochie and everything <laughs> i'm pretty sure we had that conversation first and that's what led to like the platinum yeah the gold platinum lesbian yeah but jeez because like if you think about it that would suck yeah imagine trying to wash that out no moving on you can have gold poops for days it'd be literally a golden shower i'm gonna stop (laughs) okay i forgot what that was for a second okay i think that's it because the last two we can kind of move on unless you want to talk about the minecraft <laughs> we can so we play minecraft we're those gays we're gay mers per se yeah yeah <laughs> and obviously we've mentioned that we want to start streaming soon and one of them might be or one of the things would be minecraft like the mining dead or minecraft on one of our worlds and then we got to talking about the team that i'm on and i kept i discussed about how I don't think they know that I'm female. Because <laughs> for one, my skin is like, you know, short hair, ball cap, you know, torn up jeans, whatever. Mm-hmm. Although it, it does have pastel rainbows on the, on, I think on the sleeves. Yeah. Or but... the shoulders. I still don't think they get the message. They probably think I'm a gay man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And with my username. <laughs> but that's only because I got it from... That was my nickname in lab. Don't know why they gave the lesbian that, but it's fine. So my nickname or my gamer tag on Minecraft is Long John Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to thinking I was I put them all together and I was like, shit, they don't know I have a vagina. Yeah, because clearly <laughs> they call you John. Yeah. And of course, obviously, my nickname is AJ. Like I go I just go by AJ. Unless I'm with my family, then it's, you know, that name. (laughs) And, yeah, it just do be like that. John! And the thing is, another thing is, the team I'm on, it's three people. And the team name is The Moist Men. So they really don't think I'm I'm femal. Like, they have no clue. And honestly, I'm kind of afraid to tell them. Because what if they kick me out of the club? I love those boys. They're so funny. <laughs> they kick you out for having no vagina. They're like, eh, no. But I was, we, it also led to the point where I told Sam their gamer tags. <laughs> <laughs> so in chat, obviously, they call me Long or they call me John. You know, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. what else are they going to call me? Unless I tell them, like, it's AJ. Which, like, what's the point, anyway? <clears throat> so we call one crit because of Critical Strike 90. And then <laughs> the other one, which I think we would be such a good pair. We call him Reese or Rec, like R-E-C. <laughs> because his gamer tag is receding foreskin. <laughs> And I I don't laugh about it as much as I should because it just looks normal to me now because I look at it every day. 
pretty much. I know, but like you lost how, your shit. How has my, yeah? Because I'm like that's a kids game. How has Minecraft not been like stop? Because well, it's receding, and I don't think they put both e's, so it's like resetting. <laughs> uh, no, well, it might be spelled correctly. And then the number four, and then skin. Oh. So like, I don't know. <laughs> no. That's so funny, Tom. I don't know what they would do if you typed in foreskin in the chat. I don't know. <laughs> Get off the game now. <laughs> You've been banned. Goodbye. Okay, we need to move on. <laughs> it's been 16 minutes of rambling. Oh, We're gonna have no time for gay horror movies. Jeez. Okay. Okay, so... The actual topic of this video, or podcast, is... So I was going... Or we were thinking of an idea for the episode. And so I was like, oh, we could do something about the news and like whatever. So I went on Google News or I typed in news in Google and it took me to Google News. And I didn't know I, have, I had an account. Like it just makes you an account. Sus. Anyway. So I was scrolling down the articles <laughs> and I came across this one that wasn't about Olivia Rodrigo and whatever. I mean, I love her. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I really do love her though. Moving on. So I came across the one. It's called The History of Horror is Gay. <laughs> and I'm like, how did they find an article that's so me? Because I love horror shit and I love gays. What the fuck is Google trying to tell me? I don't know. I don't get it. Do you get it? No. I don't know. They call me. They really did call me out. For real. They're like, oh. Didn't you go to, like, the For You articles or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> so they knew it was for me. <laughs> and it's not like I type in horror movies or gay shit. You just I mean, I type in gay shit on Incognito, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but, like, how would they know? <laughs> it, it just hears you talking about gay shit all the time <laughs> oh my god it's like the facebook experiment where it's like cat food cat food cat food and it gives you ads for cat food yep oh my god and it's even funnier because the person that wrote it it's his he goes by bj or she goes by bj so i thought that was so fucking funny <laughs> and of course the first picture that shows up is dracula so i'm really fucking concerned like, what? Dracula's gay? Is Dracula queer and we didn't know? Maybe. Okay. I'm just, we're just gonna read the article and react to it. Ooh, bless me. So, horror movies as we know them today would not exist if it weren't for the creative expressions of queer people and queer storytelling. Wh <laughs> what? Did, did queer people just. <laughs> yeah. Did the, did, 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 you know, <laughs> you know, did queer people just like create the horror genre and we didn't know about it? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Horror movies have always served as a vehicle for emotional exploration, political commentary, as well as analyzing our relationship with mortality and the unknown. Of all the subgenres of film, horror is the only one to continually see success both financially and with audiences since the beginning of cinema as we know it. All artistic expression builds upon 
sorry, I had shit in my throat. What came before and every work of art is derivative of something. Well, no shit. <laughs> if we go back to the very foundations of the horror genre, we will find a constant theme running through the most inspirational works and essential creators, queerness. Okay. Uh, I don't see it. When I'm watching The Conjuring, I don't think gays. You know? I'm like, what? <laughs> this is like a stretch. And like, I love the idea of this, but I don't get it. They had to do some in-depth theory and research for this shit. For real. They're like, every single little context is like, <gasps> that's gay. <laughs> that's gay. <laughs> okay. Humans have always been storytellers, and cultures around the world have been telling horror stories for entertainment purposes or as cautionary tales as long as humans have been able to communicate. Once we started writing things down, publishing novels, and creating storytelling structures, we began to establish the building blocks of every form of entertainment as we know it. For horror movies, gothic novels set the stage, and the writers behind these stories are overwhelmingly queer. They're just outing all the horror people now! <laughs> They're like, yo, you know the guy who wrote Dracula? You fucking gay, bro. <laughs> you fucking gay? You fucking gay, bro. I don't. I I don't. I don't know. I don't see it. But let's move on. <laughs> mm, okay. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Horatio Walpoles. I'm sorry if I butchered that name, but the castle of Ah, Toronto. Wow, that's a uh, interesting. From 1764 is largely accepted as the foundational example of Gothic writing, and its story dripping with homoeroticism. Hmm. Okay, that's a stretch. <laughs> I'd, okay. Other Gothic authors like Matthew Lewis, William Thomas Beckford, and Francis Latham were all homosexual. And their lives greatly impacted the lens through which they wrote their work. Of course, words like homosexual or gay are nowhere to be found in their works because the words hadn't yet even been invented. Whoa, horror films <laughs> predated homosexual? Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, but according to James Jenkins of Valancourt Books, they sub... What? They subliminated... Sublim sublimated. Jeez, why did that take so long? <laughs> them and express them in more acceptable forms using the medium of transgressive genre like horror fiction. They really just outed those three guys. <laughs> or one girl, I don't know. They came for them hard. Like, is that fact though? I really would like to actually like look that up. I wonder if they're actually homosexual. Homosexual. Okay. In 1818, Mary Shelley invented the science fiction genre with her novel Frankenstein. At just 20 years old, Shelley published one of the most influential works of fiction ever written and effortlessly critiqued the horrific <laughs> capabilities within humanity. Shelley also notoriously lost her virginity next to her mother's grave. What? <laughs> okay. And Damn. kept her <laughs> and kept her husband's cal these are big woods. Calcified heart 
with her after his death. Shelly is the coolest goth chick to ever walk the earth. And she was also likely bisexual. I mean, that explains it. She's got apparently mommy issues. Yeah. Okay. That's weird. I could never. I'm moving on. <laughs> I mean, could you? No. Okay, I'm just checking. <laughs> you gave me a look and I was like, what? Okay. In letters she wrote following her husband's death, she noted being afraid of me. Tousy mousy for women. And wanting to give herself away. With this information, it's difficult not to view the tortured creation with the inability of to truly love. Frankenstein's mother, as a vehicle for her own repressed feelings, the creation is wholly sympathetic despite being viewed as a monster, a common theme that would continue throughout queer horror, horror storytelling. I mean, that's right. I see that. Yeah. Like, that's correct. I mean, the movie fanatic in me is like, yeah, that's right. But all of that Mary Shelley stuff, that's concerning. <laughs> she was. She I don't know if that's help. true. She probably needed help. I've heard that a lot and I've seen quite a bit about that. She probably just needed some serious help. I mean, yeah. If, and that just if didn't therapy exist. fucking existed back then, there it'd be more sane. Yeah. I mean, the good kind of therapy, not like shock therapy. Yeah. Mm, not, gonna, not gonna make fun of that, but... Yeah, but can you imagine how she told people about that? Or like how people found out like, it was wrote down somewhere, and after she passed away, they found it, and they're like... That's why I barely write things down anymore. <laughs> I mean, someone's gonna find that, the fucking note we wrote all that shit down. And gonna be like, what was wrong? I mean, my grandkids will probably find my... If I if I wrote a diary, my grandkids would find that shit, and they'd be like... Grandma was on some homosexual fucking shit back then. <laughs> like, that's weird. It's also weird thinking, like... In the next 50 years, everything's going to be changed. I don't like thinking about that. Like, this is this is going to be old stuff. Yeah. Damn. That's uh, weird. <laughs> weird. Okay, we need to move on before we get all depressed about how we're going to get old soon. I already feel old. Yeah. <laughs> My scoliosis. <laughs> <laughs> oh. My scoliosis. <laughs> okay. Back in 1872, oh my god, I love this. Back in 1872, Joseph Sheridan Lefanu published one of the earliest vampire novels on record, Carmilla. Side note, I fucking love Carmilla. The web series, the fucking book, although I haven't finished the book yet. I love Carmilla, especially the movie they made. The 2017 movie. That's the best one. Go fuck yourself if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, <laughs> I'm not wrong. I mean, it's an opinion, but I'm right. <laughs> okay. While the novel was not the first time a vampire tale was told, it holds two very large distinctions. First, it was an overtly queer story. Carmilla is a lesbian and waxes poetically about a woman. It was coded. It wasn't subtextual. It was very, very gay. <laughs> yeah. And this is a true fact. I looked it up. Carmilla predates Bram Stoker's Dracula by 26 years. So Carmilla was the OG. OG vampire. And she was queer. Girl. Suck it, <laughs> Dracula. <laughs> Dracula could have been queer, apparently. I mean, yeah. 
and was a massive inspiration for the novel. Oh! Queers start everything. Queers? Yes! You're the queer. Mm. Apparently it was 1872. <laughs> okay. Like Sheridan's story, both stories are told in the first person. The descriptions of the title character in Carmilla and of Lucy in Dracula are eerily similar, even going as far as both of them struggling with sleepwalking. Is that a gay thing? <laughs> are you gay if you sleepwalk? <laughs> Google, are you gay if you sleepwalk? We, we should look that up. Stoker's Dr. Abraham Van Helsing is a complete echo of Lefanu's vampire expert Baron, Vor Baron Vordenberg, solidifying the archetype for vampire stories forever. Whoa. Not gonna lie, honestly, from the sound of it, it sounds like Dracula ripped off Carmilla. I'm gonna sue. <laughs> I'm gonna sue. I mean, it, it's funny. Fucking straight people, but apparently they're all queer, so it's fine. It's like, <laughs> apparently it's they're all queer. <laughs> queers ripping on queers. What a shock. Gosh, that's that's amazing. Here we go, lesbians. Lesbians are great. This just proves that lesbians are the best. <laughs> it does. Tell me I'm wrong. They're just the best. <laughs> they're the best. I mean, I saw this TikTok one day that there was this little gay man just, like, praising lesbians. And I was like, you don't even like vagina. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. While it is true that Bram Stoker died having a wife. I'm confused by that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> he just died because he was, like, sick of his wife or that he got married and just was, like, that's not it, Chief. Oh my gosh. I think it just means he died when he had a wife. Like, while well, he was married to a woman. I just choose not to. <laughs> I choose maybe, not Maybe to. that's why he died. Because he didn't have a husband. Because he's queer. I'm gonna, just gonna go with that. Because that makes... That's funny. <laughs> that <Okay>. makes funny. <laughs> that makes funny. <laughs> um, historian, Historians have noted that he was a fiercely private man. Oh. And had a notably sexless marriage. He gay. He <laughs> gay. gay. Ooh, he was a dear friend of Oscar Wilde. And watching him endure... Why did I say it like that? Endure. 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 The sodomy trials was traumatic. And many believe the othering fear of Count Dracula was largely inspired by the way his friend was treated as a monster. Okay. He also wrote love letters to Walt Whitman, and I'm sorry, there is no way anyone with a strong grasp on male-dom-male-sub relationships is straight. Oh, they BJ really called him out. Jesus. Ooh, BJ got some beef with Dracula. <laughs> How bad does it have to be if they had a notably sexless marriage? And he wrote love letters to Walt. Yeah, like, how bad does that have to be? <laughs> I mean, if he is... To be fair, it's a very well-known, like, niche, I think, that you know, back in the day, they, gay people didn't exist. It's fun. Like, even today, like, you can't just force someone to be straight. Yeah. So, of, of I mean, 
The man wrote love letters to Walt. They were lovers. I bet they had some good sex. <laughs> <laughs> love that. If, fucking... if, if they like, unless they were long distance, like because they were writing letters, they, they were long distance. Maybe, or maybe they're just trying to keep it secret. But the shitty thing is, people know about the love letters now. So their fucking two ghosts are like, they just read our erotica. <laughs> like, I've, I've been in a relationship where just like the standing still emojis are just like, uh. <laughs> oh no. But like, I've been in a relationship where we would write letters because, you know, we couldn't tell most people and like that was the only way we could really communicate our feelings and her parents found them and so i get what fucking walt and bram are fucking feeling i get it i feel you brother i feel you i feel you brother (laughs) i feel the pain when these stories made the jump from the page to on to the screen it was again queer people who took the reins BJ, come on now. I mean, you're right. German expressionist director F.W. Murnau okay, made Nosferatu, inspired by Stoker's novel, and was notoriously gay. He really be calling just everybody out. How <laughs> notoriously gay? Right. It's like notably, notoriously. Like there's no allegedly. It's just like, hey, you're you're gay. You're, you're gay. queer. You're queer. We know. We get it. <laughs> um, he moved from Germany to Hollywood later in life solely for the purpose of being able to live openly. Oh, we love that. The director of Universal's Frankenstein, James Whale, lived as an openly gay man throughout his career and delivered us the writing of Bride of Frankenstein's Dr. Septimus Pretorius. Okay. A deliciously fabulous gay character. <laughs> Played by the famously queer Ernest Thesiger. They're calling everybody out. And there's more. Jesus Christ. Dr. Frankenstein himself, Colin Clive, was rumored to be bisexual. And his marriage to Jean de Cassilis, nothing more than a cover for both of their queerness. Oh, shit. She was his beard. Ooh. <laughs> I hope she knew that. Oh my god, what if they were both beards for each other? What if she was a lesbian? <gasps> Ooh. Gay drama, my favorite. Okay. There are those that deny these claims, but we also know that historians are notorious for straightwashing anyone who lived outside the rigid cisgender heteronormative roles. Now that's true. Hollywood does straightwash things. But, like, here's the thing. If it's a gay, if it's like an autobiography or, you know, whatever, an autobiopic or, I'm the movie fanatic, I should know this. But if it's, if it's a movie that's based in real life and it's about a straight person, you're not going to cast, or you're probably not going to cast them as a gay person, Right? And it's probably best if you have, like, a straight person playing the role, because they know that more. Just, like, vice versa. If there's it's a gay character, you're probably going to want a gay actor, because they know they have some of the same experiences. I'm not saying it should only be gay 
people playing gay people or straight people playing straight people. Like, it can be reversed. But, like, yeah, don't straight wash when there's no need to straight wash. But also don't hate if it's a straight person playing a gay character. Because, you know, if we don't allow that, then it's like we're segregating ourselves and we're setting ourselves up for failure. I hope I'm not the only one thinking that. No. It's like, I mean, it's not the same, but it's similar to you're not going to cast a white person to play a a black character. Like, it's not going to happen. But let's say there was a real life event where five white astronauts went into space. You're not going to cast one of the five people you're not going to get a black actor because that wouldn't be true I to guess, the story. True, true to the real life event. But if it was just about, if it was like a fictional story about five astronauts going, you're going to want diversity in there. I hope that didn't come across bad, but I hope people get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know, don't segregate yourselves. No. Yeah. We love diversity. But, you know, if the story doesn't have it, don't have it. But if it doesn't need it, then have it. We love everybody. Everyone deserves a chance. We love you. We love you. Okay, moving on. Not (laughs) moving on from that shit. (laughs) Okay. Director Todd Browning has been described as a alleged homosexual. Finally, the word alleged. Oh, <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Not calling him out as hard. But it's in quotations, so like they're like assassin. They straight assassin. And both of his films, Dracula and Freaks, are dripping with homosexual subtext. BJ commutates. Dripping. <laughs> yeah. The first sequel. Same event. The first sequel to everyone's favorite cloak doning. The first sequel to everyone's favorite cloak doning daddy was Dracula's daughter. (laughs) The oft forgetting universal monster movie about a woman who seeks the assistance of a psychologist to cure her of her unnatural urges and tendencies of seducing female victims, stripping them down, admiring their bodies, and then draining them of their life source. Life force. I think I need to watch this movie for research purposes only. You know? But why? Why? I feel like this is such a common theme. Every female vampire that's the main character of a movie, they always make them queer. Yeah. Now I get BJ. I get him. Get her. Whoever they are. I get them. I get it now. I get it now. (laughs) But, like, damn. Oh, geez. Okay. Of course, in 1936, this sort of urge would constitute a psychological evaluation. But to millennial old me, it just sounds like a great night. (laughs) I get it. I love you, BJ. Thank you. I need to add that to the list of queer movies that I need to watch. I get it now. But, like, 1936, they made a queer vampire movie? Mm Mm-hmm. I love it. Movie night. Fuck. I love it. These early horror films are the center of the continual growing spiderweb of the genre, with every horror film easily traced back to the films of the 1920s 
in 1930s, like a game of six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but gayer. <laughs> but yes. gayer. Yes! You know what I was thinking of? Hmm. Reading this, I got to thinking, aren't all gay movies just horror movies? Yeah. Now hear me out. Again. <laughs> I'm not saying that people shouldn't watch um, gay movies because, like, they're terrifying and they're horrible. I'm saying that if anyone understands gay panic, <laughs> they will agree with me. Because every queer movie is like a coming of age. It's like as soon as somebody finds out or like you're asking someone out and it's nerve-wracking. Gay panic. So wouldn't that make it a horror movie? Yeah. Arrest me case. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Okay, there's only a couple more paragraphs because this needs to stop. <laughs> uh, what makes it so difficult to discuss the queer roots of horror cinema is that because of the archaic, mm, that's the word, archaic standards like the Hayes Code, criminalizing explicitly queer representation and forcing it into sub, you know, I can't read, subtextual coding and overwhelming number of straight people are frustratingly incapable of seeing the truth. That hit hard. That hit them hard. Queer people became really, really good at hiding queer stories in subversive films like the horror genre, which makes sense considering how many real-life queer people had to become good at hiding their own identities. Gay panic. <laughs> Gay panic. <laughs> Um, on the contrary, those that refuse to see a queer story unless it features a giant rotating voiceover screaming, This is gay! <laughs> Just prove that if someone has grown up always seeing themselves and their stories represented on screen, they've never had to develop the ability to headcanon identifiable visibility. Damn, yeah. That's just going back to the diversity. You know, we need diversity in more film. We stand for diversity. <laughs> um. <laughs> Shut up, Tar. Quiet on set. Yeah, that's my dog. Don't mind her. Okay. When It Chapter 2, fucking phenomenal movie, came out in 2019, I noted that I found it funny that fans were discrediting Richie Tozier's... Tozier? Yeah. Gay subtext while costume wearing the same shirt as Jesse in Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Despite this blatantly visible queer coding, angry fans sent me death threats for trying to push the gay agenda onto horror. This is an unfortunately frequent occurrence as any queer film writer will tell you there is a there, oh sorry. There is often a visceral response by some people for simply identifying queerness in horror. They're angry I can't read. Their anger is clearly rooted in the fear of enjoying something that could be perceived as gay. An, in <clears throat> an immeasurable ironic reality and further proof as to why we call it homophobia. That's actually a good point. I like that. I like it. I like it. Well, like we said earlier, you don't ask someone if they're homophobic. You ask if they're gay, okay? <laughs> Are you gay okay? Are you gay okay? 
Ooh, go BJ. Sorry, not sorry, but if you love horror movies, you love a genre that has deep queer roots of queerness. Damn deep it. queer roots of queerness. Nights. Oh, deep roots of in queerness. I just added the extra queer because I just read it so many times in this article. <laughs> the, <laughs> the queer influence will continue to permeate throughout the genre from every phallic-faced alien, penetrative weapon-wielding slasher, haunting presence of repressed trauma, and drag-like one-liner delivering villains. There are a lot of villains that look like they do drag. Yeah. Yeah. That's another episode. It's impossible to push a gay agenda in a horror film because horror films have always been gay. And that's the end. That, they had me in the first half. <laughs> and then you started to understand. But holy shit, there was so much research that just had to be done that I love. Like, you know, he was, ha or he or she was having a horror night, horror movie night, and was just like, that's gay? That's gay? That's, that's gayer? <laughs> Let's write an article about this shit. I love it, but, oh my god. If you guys find any more articles like that, send it to us. <laughs> we will review it for an episode. Or if you have any ideas for that matter, let us know. Let us know! We love this shit. We'll react to more stuff if you want it to. That was so fun. <laughs> I loved it. How did how did you like it? Why? I don't know. <laughs> I thought there was something on it and I used the paper so it made that noise. <laughs> okay. How did you enjoy it? What, what did you like about the thing? Honestly, it sounded more like a joke article at first, but as it kept going... Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. As it kept going, it started making more sense. Yeah. They really hit us, though, with, like, the hard facts. <laughs> Just calling everybody. He's gay? He's gay? He's extra gay. She was possibly bisexual. Oh my god. Like, damn. Mary Shelley just was... Oof. She was her own breed. <laughs> yeah. She needed help. <sighs> okay. We need to end the episode. <laughs> it was extra long for you guys because, you know, we missed last week and we feel bad for it, so. But to be fair, it was technical difficulties. It wasn't our fault. Gosh. But yeah. We hope you guys liked this episode. If you guys are watching on YouTube, please subscribe to us. Please. And if you're watching on anything else, I think the other thing is follow. But if it's not, then I'm sorry. But follow, subscribe, like, comment, share, please. We would love that. Also, if you like what we do, support us on Patreon and Anchor, please. 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 <laughs> but in all seriousness, support us on Patreon and Anchor if you want to see us do bigger and better content for y'all. Uh, check us out on other podcast platforms. We're on a lot. Like, yeah. we're on Spotify. We're not yet on iHeartRadio. I want that. We're going to have that. to work on that. Um, we're obviously, we're on YouTube, Anchor. You know, we're on a lot. Go check us out. Speaking of checking us out, follow us on our socials. Instagram, at The Naturally Stupid Podcast. Twitter, at 
podcast TNS. I almost forgot. <laughs> uh, TikTok at TNSB TikTok, which we need to make more TikToks, but yeah. stop. We're very active on our Twitter. Or at least I am. <laughs> she shut off the notifications because I was tweeting too much. And it's not even that now, remember? My Twitter won't let me leave it open for more than a minute before it's like, we're crashing. Yeah. We're going down. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to get in contact with us, you know, I'm like always on our Twitter. I try to respond to a lot of people. Um, join us on Discord. If there's any gamers out there, join our Discord. The link, you know, we've said it time and time again. Don't bother clicking the link. <laughs> Just ask. Just DM us. Tweet at us. We'll send you the link. So you can be on our Discord. Bruv. And that's pretty much it for this episode. Unless you have anything else. No. Hi. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm AJ. And I'm Sam. And we'll see you later, dudes. Thank you.